My name's James. And I'm Shelby. Oh, and welcome into Formulaic. I'm so excited, Shelby. You are bouncing out of your seat. Uh, yeah, because <laughs> I have just a little thing to say to you, okay? I I've right. been pondering lately, and I've realized that the dream, it got broken, and it seemed like all was lost. What would be the future? Could I pay the cost, I wonder? Will there ever be a second time around? Is this because you got divorced from your last podcast co-host and yeah. now you've got a new one? Uh -huh, uh -huh. We've brought together our podcast families. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be so cool. <laughs> Much like a blended family. Yeah, a blended family, Brady Bunch-esque, but oh, they're horny. It is, okay, <laughs> let's, <laughs> enough with the cute stuff. James has been obsessed with the show Step by Step. Yay, yay. So we are doing an episode of Step by Step. Day here by on day. Formulaic 2, day by day. <gasps> James, you gave me a whole list of episodes to watch. And you watched, and I watched them, them all. You're I watched obsessed them all. with this damn show now. James, I can honestly tell you, I'll, I'll probably never watch another episode of this again. Because you watched all of them. No, 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 no. <laughs> That's not it, James. You watched all 160 episodes. I'm almost there. I've watched all of season two, three, four, five. The atrocious almost stopped at six because holy crap, it's a shit show for many reasons. We'll get into that later. And now we're on season seven. Then we're going to go back to season one. That's wild that that's the order you're watching it in. Well, I started because there was a I'm, I'm looking for Halloween episodes during Halloween time. Yeah. And so that step by step had that. It was like season two, season three. So I'm like, oh, heck yeah, I'll watch this. Loved it. Then I'm like, let's go back to the beginning. No, no, no. Let's go back to season two, because I'm pretty sure that if I want to test this it season two, they're they got their mojo cooking already. Uh, let's yeah. go there. So season six, oh boy, we'll get into it. But what? Why? What? What's up? <laughs> okay. Well, I had never seen this show before. Whoa! Uh, I did not watch it when I was younger. It is a sitcom from the nineties. Uh huh. Very much Brady Bunch esque. Like you got a lady with some kids and a guy with some kids, and they get married, and now they have a whole bunch of kids. Surprisingly, the only one with curls is the father. Yes. Who he's a snack. Oh. <laughs> this guy, this man is horny all the time. And, okay, here's the <laughs> thing about Step by Step. It ran from 1990 to 97. Literally everyone besides the cousin who should be the horniest one is the everyone else is horny as long as they are above the age of unfortunately 14. Because yep. once you get there, the writers were like, they're horny. They're boy crazy. They're girl crazy. Whatever. When Mark becomes of age, that season, whenever he's on screen, he's so cringy because he's a nerd ass. And he's like, who, mama? And it's like, oh, get him off. Get him off. But <laughs> That's not in that horrible. way. 
Yeah, they even do it to Al, who's like, she's like this tomboy kid. Mm -hmm. She's just like mad all the time. But then as soon as she hits 14, they're like, she's like, the boys don't notice me because my boobs aren't big enough. Hell yeah, dude. Great app. Great app. No. (laughs) I mean, it was, though. It was, though. There are a lot of episodes that I purposely was like, we could literally, maybe this is the kind of episode we'll do. There is a formula in seasons two through about five where it is just the entire plot is one of the in high school daughters is dating a man in college or a professor in college. Ew. It's insane, bonkers, crazy, and I don't know why they kept doing it. I did not watch any of those episodes. I purposely left those off the list. <sighs> Thank you, James. Thank you so much. <laughs> As I said, I do have a little bone to pick with you. Yeah, what up? You're addicted to the show now, I know. No, no, James. We set out to do this show (laughs) where we take very formulaic TV shows, so it's easy for us to kind of mad libs an episode, right? Yes. Here's the issue. When you get down to it, all TV, especially sitcoms, are formulaic. Because you got your A story and your B story and things are happening and then they come together at the end. Yes. And I feel like this show falls more into that generic all sitcoms are formulaic than like a specific formula. Well, would you like to hear the formula? First, I'd like to bring out the other bone that I'm picking with you. Okay, what's up? Which is that... You picked a show that has 10 fucking main characters, James. No, 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 no. Oh, wait. No, shit. It does. There's six, seven, eight. No, there's nine. There are nine main characters. Aren't there seven kids? No, there's six kids. You have not seen the seventh child. That's not until the end of season four. You're right. There's nine main characters. Excuse me. And that's why we'll do a bottle episode. We had so much trouble finding people to fill the table read roles. I brought this up. I brought this up. I was like, well, we'll never be able to. Literally, it is recorded on, I think, the last episode of me saying, well, we can't do step by step. And then you were like, well, we did such a great job getting people together for these episodes. I was like, all right, right, fine. Step by step. So this is a bone to pick with you. I was thinking about my friend who has to get together and schedule all the actors. And then you said, I'm cool with it. I now must turn the bone upon myself, Uh James. You uh are correct. It's a self-bone situation. (laughs) Pick your own bone. All right, let's hear the formula you came up with for this show. I was stoned and I just said to Nicole, I was like, hey, I don't even need, this is a month ago. I said to Nicole, I was like, this is the formula of this show, right? And I say it and Nicole's like, yeah, that's spot on. Okay, there is an A plot Of a misunderstanding between two characters or groups of characters. The B plot is the same exact thing, but instead of a misunderstanding in them, not like communicating with each other, it is opposing each other, these two characters or two groups, that usually ends with a bet. Like they're like, well, let's bet on it. That's so many of the episodes. Then the C (laughs) plot, especially for season two, is Cody doing something wacky, which weaves into the A plot, or... It's Al, Mark, and Brendan doing something cute together because especially early season two and probably season one, they're like, well, we don't 
these are children. We can't really just focus on them. Let's have them be a side thing like, hey, Mark's yeah. a magician or Mark brought home a lie detector machine that his <laughs> his teacher bought. That was an insane C plot. But uh, yeah, that's the that's the show. Yeah, I mean, that's an, that's basically any show. <laughs> It's the, well, this, about it? this one feels so much so, especially with Cody. And there is also it's so formulaic that there is a sting at the end of most every episode that you'll hear like a like it's the strings coming in and it's hitting right as a parent or mainly Cody is telling some life lesson to a child. Yeah. That, you know, I noticed a few things. I didn't come up with like a strict formula like that, but I did have mm-hmm. kind of basic things that usually happen in the re- in the episodes. One common occurrence is that Frank wants to fuck. Frank is trying oh, yeah. so hard to fuck his wife. He's he trying so hard. He, I mean, uh, <laughs> why not? Shelby, real quick. There is an yeah. episode where... This Carol is like, oh, I'm I'm reading this murder mystery book and Frank every night. This is clearly a Halloween episode. Every night is like these make you have nightmares. Please don't do it. And she's like, I'll be fine with this book. Then has a nightmare and always wakes up. So like at the end of the I think it's Q4, you know, like before the commercial break, like there's four of them. So. Right before the end of the first cue, it's her pulling out his hair as he's trying to shake her awake. It happens three times. And at the end, each time he's like, hey, you got to read something better like my Garfield books. Pulls out a Garfield and it's like, and it's such a stupid joke. And I'm like, wow, they're just making him such a child. The last one ends with her waking up from a nightmare, pulling out his hair. And then she's like, fine, I'm done with this. I'm kaputz, whatever. And he says, oh, hey, you want to know what? I, I got something for you. And then she's like, ooh, or like, I know how I can make you feel better. And then he's like, got to get the Garfield. And then she said, oh, I thought you were talking about sex. And he (laughs) pulls from their bedside table and he says, yeah, that's what I am talking about. And puts on a Garfield like beanie cap that has little ears. And he says, meow. And then they start fucking. No, James. One of the greatest payoffs in sitcom history. That's. Why? It's no. amazing. Nicole and I had to rewind to make sure we weren't imagining this. So good. <laughs> that does seem like something you imagine. <laughs> Another common occurrence is that Frank and Carol are disagreeing about some stupidly gendered thing. Yeah, like, oh yeah. like she wants the living room to be all floral and pink and he wants it to be full of sports stuff and it's like god damn just talk to each other and agree on something uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> but he doesn't want to he doesn't want to go to these stores together with her well that's his fucking problem then <laughs> yeah, she can't yeah. make it all pink if she's doing all the work jesus anyway the other thing that happens a lot is that cody gets recruited either in the a story or the b story to do something crazy like be a judge or invest in the stock market mm-hmm. or or like be a karate coach just like they yes. or blow up a house like they always recruit Cody Cody's there Cody's the uh, whoa kind of guy who's like so stupid but also very smart 
Well, yeah, occasionally he's got like some really good points. Well, he also canonically has done, I don't know SAT scores, but is is always doing better than Dana on the SAT because it's canonical. And I love that it's a reoccurring thing that once a month he likes doing some experience that he's never done. So in season two, the first episode, Dana's taking her SATs and all of a sudden Cody's in there and she's like, (laughs) oh, he's so stupid. He's oh, this and that. And then they read off a score and it's very good. And she's like, yes, I did so good. And then Cody's like, oh, yeah, I got a 1380 and she got like a 1350. And she's like, what? So they have to like she keeps doing it over again. And Cody's always beating her. He's very smart, but he's chill, man. There is a recurring thing where Dana is, you know, underestimating Cody's Mm -hmm. intelligence and influence. Like when she had to assess him for like a psychology class and she wrote that he was like, wacko and her teacher's like no this guy's normal he's just like creative and a little weird but yeah. you're close-minded Hell yeah, <laughs> and dude. yeah dana gets gets that a lot the other common occurrence is that one kid one of the kids somehow gets power over the other kids like becomes their boss or is managing them in some way and then is such a jerk about it that all the other kids quit and the boss has to do everything by themselves that happened more than once. That happened more than once? I thought it was just the 50 diners episode. It was the 50s diner, but then you remember the envelope licking plot. Oh, yeah. Where yeah. JT becomes the manager of all the younger kids licking envelopes, and then he's so annoying about it that all the other kids quit, and then he has to lick a bunch of envelopes by himself. There's also that episode where he manages Cody's motorcycle business. Yeah, I didn't watch that one. Okay, okay. Well, I wasn't on the list, James. I only watched the ones on the list. It's insane that you watched all of them. I mean, it was like seven episodes. Oh, or I thought it was like twelve. Oh, maybe it was like twelve, but still, they're only twenty-minute episodes. Okay. You know, it's not too bad, and it's really not an unenjoyable show. Like, it's yes. you put that on, and you can do whatever the heck else you want. Oh, okay. It's really good background show. All right, I don't know about that, but. <laughs> I'll take it being enjoyable as a win. Yeah, there you go. A nice relaxing show. Like you don't got to invest too much or pay too much attention. And that's why people watch this kind of TV. Like there's something really important about this kind of background noise TV, especially in the 90s. Like that was, you know, this is what people make. People Mm -hmm. didn't go tune into their TVs to get invested in a white lotus or something like that. Like they were turning on their TVs to just have it on while they fold laundry. That's what the the 90s is to me. You got step by step on the TV and you're folding laundry. (laughs) And I literally did fold laundry while I watched it. And they weren't also, uh, today we're going to see a white lotus, but back then they were going to see a trite POTUS. <laughs> I mean, when do, well, I guess Joe Biden isn't that trite. I think Obama's a, pretty much the like, only a wacky cool, guy. good one yeah. we've had. Yeah, Obama's the only cool president we've had. Yeah, the non-trite. Still managed to drone strike innocence, but you know. Nah, man, he that wasn't on him. <laughs> so I lost my thought. <laughs> I had a thought in my head and I lost it. I don't know. Maybe it was, I'm addicted. I'm addicted. 
It's not that I'm addicted to step by step. It is that I think that we can do this. Oh, I yeah, think yeah, that yeah. we can write an episode of this. I'm scared. But it, it is definitely more. This is less of a Mad Libs an episode together like like we did before. And we're actually going to like be writing a spec script of mm-hmm. this TV show. So what I figured out, because we've got some decisions to make as far as A plot, B plot, mm-hmm. where we want to fit in these wacky things. How many of the characters are we going to have together? Are we going to do a typical episode of this show? Are we going to do something a special, you know, special, unusual, which doesn't really fit with sticking to the formula. But here's what I did. You know, usually we come into this and I have like, a list of episode titles Mm -hmm. or a list of monsters or a list of concepts that we could use. So I noticed that step-by-step episodes are basically just, the names of them are just like generic phrases. Mm -hmm. So I went to a random phrase generator (laughs) online. And I think maybe if we do one of these, we could build our A and B plot around this here. Okay. You had me watch an episode called Happy Birthday Baby. And I really, I liked that one. I thought that was really well done because it had an A plot and a B plot and they came together at the end. Mm -hmm, So it's mm -hmm. Dana is turning 17, wants to party by herself, but Carol is having having trouble letting go of her baby. Yeah. Her baby daughter. Frank is trying to fuck. Uh, (laughs) But again, Carol having trouble letting go of the fact that her baby daughter doesn't need her anymore. So you've got the A plot or you, you know, the A plot of Frank and Carol trying to fuck. And then you've got this B plot of Dana trying to throw like have a party without parents around. Mm-hmm. They end up, of course, booking rooms at the same hotel. Right across from Dana each to other. have her party, Frank and Carol to have sex. And then they meet up there. So that, that I thought that was a really well done A plot, B plot episode. And remember how Patrick Duffy somehow so quickly got changed into that little devil outfit? He did change into a little (laughs) devil outfit that said, like, I'm so horny or something on it. Probably. Or horny devil, I think it said on his shirt. And he's wearing these little shorts. And he's got a cut. Frank and Carol have a very interesting sex life because he's donning costumes. Both of them are. No wonder they st- they're they together. Yeah. No wonder this relationship works out. Even though I believe they only knew each other for like a couple months before yeah. they got married. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Been there. <laughs> anyway, potential episode <laughs> titles. <laughs> you want to hear these? Yeah, go for it. Okay, and then, and then see if any of these spark some creativity in you. Knuckle down. Oh, damn. We could. There's a lot. We could <laughs> go. Yeah, yeah, keep going. Keep going. Curiosity killed the cat. I don't want to get into that kind of stuff. <laughs> okay. Dropping like flies. Dropping like flies could be a, maybe one of them gets a job at a pet farm. A pet farm? Oh. A petting there's zoo, also, I should This say. one's kind of similar. Under the weather. Under the weather. I've. There's also a, there's many under the weather episodes, but maybe we... Maybe they go to a cabin and they get rained in. So they they go to a vacation cabin, but they uh-huh. have to stay there. And then maybe like someone shows up and they're like, is this a killer? But then it ends up being a cool dude. <laughs> that could happen. But that's an extra character we don't want to deal with. OK. Long in the tooth. Ooh, maybe Brendan lost all his teeth. Yeah, and and Frank is feeling very old at the same time. Oh, because like, it's his oh no, it it's his last <laughs> child's last baby tooth. Oh, there you go. Hell yeah. That's a great idea. Son of a gun. 
And last one, everything but the kitchen sink. Okay, all right. That's that's writes itself. Uh, <laughs> that does writes itself. Because like maybe Frank is like, oh, I'm a I'm a construction worker. I can put in my own sink, but it's one of these new confounded sinks that Carol won in. Or maybe she's moving a sink that is being used in her hair salon up front, and he's like, well, I can do th- this new one. I don't know. We'll figure it out. Oh, she's thinking about, like, hiring someone to move the sink, and mm-hmm. he's like, well, I'm a construction guy. I can yeah. do it. And she's like, well, no, I mean, this person has done these four salons, like, multiple times. Like, I, you know, they have all this experience mm-hmm. and stuff, and I know you're great at what you do, but you don't need to do this specific thing. And he's like, no, I'm a, how dare you ask someone else for construction help? I'm the construction guy. I'm mm-hmm. your husband. I can take care of this stuff. Yeah. I, I actually, so a lot of sitcoms, when it comes to family, it's just the writer's room generally pulling from their own life. And along in the tooth, I have much more to give because yeah. my mom, if if no one listens to my other shows, my mom is a parody of a mom sometimes. <laughs> so much so that she, I believe, still owns all of my teeth. Oh, no. So much so that, hey, mom, sorry, you showed this to me and I think Nicole and maybe another like an ex of mine. So you're getting roasted for this. My mom still owns the tiniest little rubber band. Like think of something that goes on braces, but it's what you pull over a child's foreskin to snip. So... I feel James, like yeah, what the I know fuck? it's insane. My mom is a parody of a mom. So at least now, you know, my mom was a little uh, unmedicated back in the day. So <laughs> she she's aware of that. So I think long in the tooth and instead yeah. of it seems like Carol should be the one who's upset about this. But it's actually Frank. He, he's like, oh, that's the last tooth. And you like. Maybe Carol's throwing away like, oh, yeah, just put it under your bed. And then Frank is the one who ha- like is like very sentimental towards this. I don't know why we could figure that yeah. out, but I, I Maybe like he's that. like secretly sentimental mm-hmm. because I mean, we know why. Who wouldn't be sentimental about your little kid growing up? Yeah. That's just a normal thing. But because Frank is like, I'm a man, he thinks that that's a Carol thing. And then this is their their gender disagreement. <laughs> we don't get a lot of conversation about their past spouses, but yeah. maybe Frank, th- he has not lost, like this tooth has been the only tooth throughout these last two seasons. This is the last one to fall. And we find yes. out that he used to be like, oh, I would take their teeth. I felt like the tooth fairy, even though like, oh, I'm still a man, you know. But the the wife got the teeth in the divorce. <laughs> so like he's like, I need this tooth and I maybe I'll feel complete and be able to. So, oh, no. So he needs to get the tooth before like maybe one of the kids wants it for like some weird fucked up thing that they like to do. Like Al wants it to put on like a doll to make a voodoo doll. Or she's doll. gluing it to a baseball bat yeah, so she to like can better bash people. Yes, hell yeah. <laughs> no, or I, I think it's cute if like Frank is just like, wow, good job, you know, Brendan, you lost your last tooth. And Carol's like, 
Oh, it is kind of sad, though. You know, his last baby tooth, he's all grown up. Because Frank didn't even think about it. And Carol's like, oh, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, why wouldn't I be? And she's Mm -hmm. like, oh, she kind of puts it in his head. She's like, oh, I just, you know, I would be kind of sad if, or I was sad when Mark lost his last baby tooth or whatever. And then Frank's like staring at the tooth like, the last one. Like it suddenly hits him that this is his baby growing up. Yeah. And maybe at the same time, Okay, so so that's like A plot, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. B plot, what do we got going on? Well, do we want the kids trying? No, so he already has the tooth. He's got the tooth, but there has to be some kind of conflict. So so Frank is staring at the tooth, and he just hasn't thrown it away. He's like keeping it. How would he keep his children young? Oh, maybe his ki- the kids are doing something dangerous. So mm-hmm. like... I'm trying to think of something tooth related so that we can bring it all together. But maybe we can work off the long part. Maybe they're all doing a long boarding competition and he starts to get worried about like, you know, during the karate thing where Carol was like, oh, I can't look Mm -hmm. because Mark's fighting. But then she gets really excited. Maybe it's like she sends Frank to go watch the kids do this kind of dangerous activity like skateboarding or longboarding or something and frank is like he's always been fine with it but now he's the one who's like oh i can't watch <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or we could loop it into more something that is also a coming of age thing like he finds out jt just turned 16 17 whatever he'll be and then in port washington there's a thing of Hey, there's this long jump like off from a water tower or something that, hey, we all jump off from that into a lake. It's cool. And he has to there's also a lot of times where Frank is spying on the children. And a lot of the times he crawls up into a tree and then the tree branch breaks. This also happened to Al once where (laughs) it it breaks. And then all of a sudden he's in a car or in Al's case was a hot tub. Yeah, because her boyfriend at the time was on a ski trip that she couldn't go to, and she was afraid that this easy girl who was there was going to sleep with her boyfriend, even though it's like, well, that's that's my boyfriend. Or the boyfriend's like, no, I'm with Ale, and she's like, oh, and then tree branch cracks, and then she's like, (laughs) and it was a dangerous-looking stunt. It was not a big uh, hot tub. They could have clipped on the side of the the tub. so funny because there was – I did watch an episode where Frank is stuck – in a snowstorm with like a new his new employee mm-hmm. who's a hot lady yep. and Carol is the one who goes up to spy on him to be like don't try to sleep with my husband yeah. <laughs> they just reuse these plots over and over again oh yeah yeah uh, this whole like oh I'm having a midlife crisis thing that happened twice for Frank within the run yeah I, I noticed there were a couple episodes called like 40 or something mm-hmm. something about being 40 <laughs> This is 40. This is 40. No, it's not. This is 40. That's not 40. This is 40. Okay. So if we're going like more with the long stuff, I think we should maybe just like focus on like, we we don't need to go like too into the long portion. I think we got the two thing. We got the two thing. We just need a B plot where the kids are doing something. Because we've got this A plot where Frank is upset about, Brendan growing up. Mm-hmm. 
I was especially because Brendan just straight up disappears in later seasons. Oh no, uh, the seventh season, he's just not there. Like he's just not there. He true. The actor quit acting, and he truly is in the opening not there. He says that he uh, what's his face says he has seven children. But there is no to, to the point where Mark has the entire room to himself. Like he has his own <laughs> little desk. Well, Dana, Elle, and Karen are still sharing a room. That's wild. Uh-huh. Wait, JT gets his own room? They turn because Carol in season six, which was a shit show, because not only was it just didn't make sense, they aired it out of production order. So you're thrown into like all of a sudden knowing this that Carol has a off-site hair salon with this French yeah. man. And the se- season six premiere, you'd think like, hey, this will explain everything happening in the season and why this French man's here. They waited to air that ABC until the season finale. That's so weird. Yeah, I was just reading that on Wikipedia that they aired it out of order and it was very confusing it's, because ugh. people started the season being like, who the fuck is Jean-Luc? Uh-huh. Oh, yes. Yeah, you know the names, baby. <laughs> okay, so we need a cold open. We need an open here. I'm thinking the kids are doing something vaguely. So uh, something that would be vaguely dangerous. I'm exactly. thinking. And that knocks out Brendan's last tooth. I really want Cody stuck in a tree. So, okay, they're climbing and then Cody goes way too high. Brendan goes up a little bit. He falls down. I've fallen off many a tree. One time fell off a tree. Hey, I got a save point now. I just fell smack down. I guess I was supposed to like hold on. I didn't pull the slack or something. I just kind of swan dived into the ground. Uh, And then all of a sudden I was in my room three hours later and people were like, yeah, you were up and talking. I was like, don't remember any of it. Wow, James. Yeah. You were concussed. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Many times yeah. it's happened. But again, those are save points for your everyday life. They're save points. Yeah, I don't have time to get into it. Listen to, like, I think episode two or three of Mostly Love and Lucha. <laughs> I think it's called Blackout Save Point. So, okay. Th- but Cody gets too high, and he, which, guys, he's not a stoner. Nicole keeps trying to do that slander. He's clean of mind, he's a virgin. Oh, yeah. This man has never touched a drug, any kind of intoxicant in his life. Yep. Neither the sweet scent of a woman he's never been intoxicated by. No, he thinks you should wait till marriage. Uh Uh-huh. So we've got the kids climbing the tree. Maybe it's some kind of competition, like who could get highest. And Mm -hmm. Cody's like, well, it seems a little unfair, but I'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It seems a little unfair because I'm already so tall, but I'll give it a shot. And then we see the tree. And you just have kids, like, dropping. Yeah. Just dropping. And, you know, you have, like, Dana looking up, and she's like, wow. She's got to say something snarky. Like, oh, man, I hate I her. I thought he was an airhead before. Oh, but that's now good. We'll, he'll never get down to the ground or something like that. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because she's always dropping those snarky comments. She's such a space case, even more so now. Right, it's like, well, he is such a space case. If he keeps climbing, he'll be up where he belongs or yeah. something Ooh, like that. Ooh, that's so good, R2. <laughs> so, yeah, which I want him to stay there, and that's the C plot is them having to talk to him, which can then loop around to when Frank's like, oh, maybe I went a little overboard. He thinks he's talking to himself out in the backyard, and then Cody's <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're right, and then he's, like, shouting advice from up top in a tree 
to the point where I think the reason why he can't get down is like there's an angry bird up there and it's just oh, trying to like peck at him and he's like, ah! So yeah, he tries, but so they need to rig like a pulley system to get like food and water. <laughs> oh yeah, that's good. <laughs> okay, but the opening, we're looking at the tree. Mm-hmm. The kids, uh, different kids are climbing. They're like, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a shot or whatever. See if we can reach up to where... And Cody the whole time is climbing. The kids drop down. Brendan falls. Yeah, let's say it's Ale, JT, Mark, and Brendan. Dana and Karen aren't there yet. Also, Cody. And Dana will eventually come out, say those snarky remarks at the end because that's what she likes to do. So I think we should, like, kind of talk out some dialogue during this. So who do you want to (laughs) be? Fucking, I don't fucking know. You're going to be Cody. (laughs) Ale. And I'll be Mark, JT, and Brendan. Okay. So, like, that tree doesn't scare me. It's not even that tall anyway. And then as Mark, he'll, he'd say, well, based off from the diameter of the tree and the, the height of it, based on our house, I, I think logistically we could get up maybe 30 feet before it starts to break. And then Cody comes out and he's like, whoa, I love looking at trees, too. Oh, or like, yeah, this is my looking tree. Oh, you guys discovered my looking tree. (laughs) (laughs) This is my looking tree. And then uh, one of the, maybe JT is like, well, we're thinking maybe it should be a climbing tree. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, no. And he says, I got, I got $10 on anyone who can climb to the top. And then Perfect. That's such a JT thing. He loves paying money. And then Ale could say, $10, let's make it 20. And then JT says like, no, that's way too much. And then Ale says, I know you don't have $10. Why not make it the 20? And he's like, okay, fair. (laughs) That's good. And so she starts climbing, but she doesn't get very far before she's like, oh, I got a splinter or something. Or no, this show would be like, oh, my boob, my hooter my got caught. My boobs got in the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah, my boobs got caught on the branch. Oh, I hate being a girl. <laughs> yeah, when she falls, that's the excuse she gives. So then, And then everyone laughs. And she also sticks her chest out like... I don't, I don't <laughs> think they would laugh because that makes the men in this show uncomfortable. Not them. The audience laughs. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. We got a laugh track going, James. Yeah, because now they can't razz her. They're like, oh, yeah, woman stuff. Okay. So Cody starts climbing. He's like, oh, I'll give it a try. And he's like, maybe the looking is just as good from the top of the tree. And he starts climbing. And Brendan starts climbing up after him. And then Brendan falls Mm -hmm, at mm -hmm. some point. And that's when... or. While Brennan's still climbing, Dana and Karen come out and they're like, what's going on here? You know, and Dana says, looks at Cody and is like, wow, the space case is finally climbing high enough to where he belongs. I'll think of something clever to write down. I said something (laughs) earlier that was good. And then they say, hey, Karen, do you want to get on that? And she says, oh, no, I could never. I just did my nails. And I just did a French tip. I would, but I just did a French tip. And then she says, but the bark does match my vest. Something like that. (laughs) Right. (laughs) That's very cute. And she starts like stroking the tree. (laughs) (laughs) And then uh, Brennan falls and JT is like, all right, Cody, you made it. I'll give you the 10 bucks or whatever I have. Mm -hmm. You can come down now. And Cody's like, I'd love to, little buddy, but like... (laughs) 
I'm stuck. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, instead of an angry bird, maybe there's a like he discovers a bird nest later that doesn't have a mother bird, so he's wants to oh stay my up God, there that's too. Perfect. Yeah, he's like. This bird needs me. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, we should also early on, like Brendan's messing with his tooth and JT like kind of hits him in the back of the head and says, quit messing with that. And he's like, but my tooth is loose. So that sets up like he has a loose tooth. This will be the last baby tooth that falls out instead of just a rando one. Right. OK. My last tooth. It's like a molar or whatever. It's his yeah. last baby tooth. So he falls they talk to Cody a little bit. They have a back and forth there. And then Brendan gets up and is like, my tooth came out. I lost my last tooth. And he's just covered in blood. I'm right. Kidding. And that's when he he runs inside because we have to end this little open somehow. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. He runs inside and Cody is like, well, you're not the only one who lost something. There's a baby bird up here. Uh, also, guys, I can't get down. We, we establish that Cody cannot get down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it, it goes, it's the theme song. Yes, a theme song, exactly. And I think we start coming back from commercial, from, from the theme song, we start with uh, Carol and Frank coming into the kitchen, and they're like, what's the commotion? And they say, Brendan fell off the tree, knocked out his last baby tooth. Oh, also, Cody's stuck up in the tree. And they're like, what? what? And then there's a pause, and they're like, which one should we handle first <laughs> right and they're like well cody's an adult man he can deal with this or this is a normal or, no maybe they say like is this like the only eating peaches for a month or is this just him getting <laughs> stuck up in a tree because i love it when they call back that peaches thing uh of like is this just an one of his experiences per month that he's trying to do and they're like no we bet him he couldn't go up that high and they're like, well, he can handle himself. Brennan, let me see what you got. And Brennan like holds out his gross tooth. And Frank's like, good job. You, you're you finally a man. And Carol is like, oh, it's so sad, though. Do you want to keep it? And Frank's like, why would I keep the tooth? And she's saying, you know, oh, it's the last baby tooth. And like you said, he's a man now. And you always want to remember when he was your precious little baby. And Frank's like, that's ridiculous. And then she's like, OK, I'll, I'll go throw the tooth away. And he's like, wait, 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 wait. Uh -huh. I'll do it. <laughs> he holds on to it. To throw back to my mother, she should say like, well, do you want to keep it? And he's like, no. And she says, well, yeah. why would I want to do that? And she says, well, to complete the set. And he's like, excuse me? <laughs> and he, she goes, well, yeah, don't you keep all of your children's baby teeth? And he's like, no. Even if I was, last wife my got, got them all in, the Yeah. yeah. <laughs> got my everything got in the divorce. <laughs> In the divorce, I just assumed that their previous spouses were dead because you never see them. <laughs> no, they're not because they're hearkened back to a couple times by them, but never. Well, then these kids never see their other parent, yeah. their other biological parent. Don't need to. Don't need to, I guess. Okay, great. So we've got that. We've set up this the two plots that we got going on. Mm -hmm, Cody's mm -hmm. stuck in a tree. He's feeding baby birds. And the kids are trying to get, like, food and drink up to him yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah. And then we've got Frank obsessed with this, his kid growing up. Yeah, I would also love to uh, to see Brendan try to, like, find tooth alternatives to, because maybe he's like, well, that's my yeah. munchin side that I lost the tooth <laughs> on. So he's like, he'll put a jelly bean in there. He'll put a marshmallow, just trying to find something. And- 
oh no, maybe he's like, uh, I do like my tooth not being out because this is something all Lamberts do, including Cody. And eventually, this is how you know Carol's a Lambert now. She, like, they'll put some uh, chocolate syrup in their mouth and drink some milk and swish it around in their <laughs> cheeks and then swallow and go, ah. I don't need my chewing teeth for chocolate milk. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I love that we're doing a Brendan episode because he doesn't get very much now, does he? Uh, he <laughs> does not. <laughs> okay, great. So after we've got Frank staring at this tooth, he's like, well, I'll take the tooth. I'll take it. Okay, so what is Frank going to do with this tooth? I got it. He's a handyman. Okay. He yeah. is starting in his work shed, his, yeah. his garage, which it's weird that uh, what's-his-face doesn't live in there. I think what he should do is kind of, like, make a boy, and he, like, puts the tooth in, and he's like, that's my baby. Like, he's creating a model of a son. Okay, so what would what boy-shaped thing would a... Uh... Okay, so maybe he's got some wood or whatever. Maybe when the branch fell, oh, he took the branch from the tree outside. Mm -hmm. Maybe, maybe it was still like stuck to Brendan or something when okay. he had his. Brendan had his tooth in one hand and the branch that he fell off of <laughs> in the other, and so Frank's like, "Give me that," and he goes, and then he's like, "You know this branch." This branch reminds me of Brendan when he was a little baby. And mm -hmm. then he starts like whittling it <laughs> and he puts the tooth in and he's like, why am I doing this? <laughs> Anyone listening is like, well, this is fucking stupid. Like this wouldn't be in a normal episode. OK, well, remember the Garfield cap. I yeah. think what will happen is Carol sees this and is like, you are going crazy. Like you notice that this is unhealthy. And he's like, you're uh, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. And kind of like in uh that 70s show when What's-His-Face got that Corvette and he thought Kitty was pregnant again. Uh -huh. She comes out and thinks that he's still painting this Corvette. But then you find out that it's the the baby carriage. Aww. So I think she comes out and thinks he's still working on this. This is in the end, but I like knowing where we're going to end up. That he is now like making like a locket that has like somehow has the tooth in it, but also Brendan's face just as like, hey, my son, I'm fine with him growing into a man, but this will be here to remember him always, especially when he's nowhere to be seen. <laughs> I love that, that he's actually like at the end, you think he's working. So he keeps running away throughout mm -hmm. the episode. Frank, every time he like tries to maybe he tries to engage Brendan in some like cuddling or affection or something and Brendan is busy trying. He's like, wait, no, this would be the perfect tooth. He's like not interested in cuddling with his dad yeah. anymore, you know? And so every time Frank feels a little shunned, he goes into the shed to work on his wood boy. <laughs> yeah. And Carol's <laughs> noticing him going to the shed too much. So that's when she eventually finds it yes. out. Yes. Okay, perfect. So where are we starting from? He's got the tooth. He's got the wood. He goes, he's like holding them. He goes to the shed. And then he starts whittling this boy. Mm -hmm. And then we got to cut back to uh, maybe Cody in the tree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And now he's like looking at the baby bird. Because this will be great when Frank goes out and is talking to himself about like nurturing Brendan and not be needing him anymore. And he thinks he's talking to himself. Cody will be like, hey, it's just like me and this baby bird. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, eventually you got to let them fly. <laughs> yeah, because always his, especially when it's with Frank, his 
formulaically, his advice starts from such an absurdist standpoint that eventually like ties in and it's like, oh, wow, this is such good advice. Okay, perfect. So we we cut to Cody. We see Cody feeding the bird, talking to the bird, doing weird stuff. And he's like calling down. Maybe he sees like Dana or something. He's like, hey, I'm kind of thirsty. You think you could toss me up a can of pop or something? (laughs) And she's like, you know, why don't you just come down and get it? (laughs) Or she's like, oh, I'll get right on that. Like she's drinking some soda and there's a like super soaker next to her. She pours it into the super soaker, sprays it up at him. And Cody's just like getting pelted Uh, in the face. And he's like, "Uh, yeah, (laughs) perfect, perfect. And he's like, and then the baby bird is also going, ah. Oh, the baby (laughs) bird is hatched? Oh, it's just like me. Okay, yeah, all right. (laughs) I thought it was an unhatched bird. Oh, I figured it was a baby, but he like couldn't. Okay, that works better, actually. Or maybe maybe it is an unhatched bird, and he's like, you'll be doing this soon, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) What what snarky remark would she say, like, before and after? spraying oh that's great because she'll have to say something like something about animals like comparing cody to an animal like dana hates cody i don't even know why there's an episode (laughs) where uh she's like god he's so stupid why like why could people like him and then carol's like he's actually very sweet and kind like yeah he's dumb but he's a sweetie and then karen goes and he's kind of a snack and it's like yeah like everyone in the room is like well this is exactly why everyone loves cody and then she's like oh shit maybe you guys are right (laughs) am i the one who's wrong here Uh (laughs) yes dana you are i don't i don't know i can't think of a snarky thing that involves putting pop in someone's mouth with a super soaker maybe she does something stupid like on one of the episodes where they said let's fall in love american style where she (laughs) says she's like i'll give you some water sudsy style or some bolt like (laughs) stew or like uh feeling lucky punk huh sprays it up and then say hello to my little friend oh yeah yeah, 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 that's good that's good (laughs) or say hello to your little friend for me and then sprays it up at the bird (laughs) so so he's up there he's got some water and he's talking to his baby bird you know forming this bond Mm -hmm. and then we gotta go back to okay then we get to brendan he's looking around and Mark's, Mark comes in and is like, Brendan, what are you doing playing with my keyboard or something? And he's got a, a keyboard key yeah, that he yeah, takes yeah. out. And he's like, I'm trying to find a replacement for my tooth because that's my chew inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, <laughs> well, don't use my keyboard. Put those back. And then he puts it back. And then we will, like, as before he leaves, like, Mark will be like, wait a second, you put these back in the wrong order. And Brendan's like, I don't know, letters, and then leaves. <laughs> but after he says, well, don't use uh, use something else, not my keyboard keys. And he goes, uh, what else would Mark have? Uh, he's like, well, I tried using your telescope and then not telescope. <laughs> the uh, telescope lens or something. Uh, or microscope. Like, yeah, the microscope is I always get yeah. those two confused. And it's just like covered in drool. Like he was just trying to like <laughs> set it in there to have one long molar. Hell yeah. I love this episode where a kid's just gnawing on stuff. <laughs> and then 
So Frank has to come and be like, hey, 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 what's going on? And, you know, Brennan's talking about using his his teeth and he's like, well, maybe, you know, we could maybe you could just go, you know, eat some mushy food for a while. It's it's not a big deal. You know, you used to love mashed peas and mashed banana. And Brennan's like, no, I'm a man now, Dad. I need to chew. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just bringing it back to chewing. Oh, maybe because he, of course, would have a pocket knife. The pocket knife might have a spoon, and he's like, "Oh, remember how I'd feed you?" And he like kind of picks him up, like, uh, and yeah, Brendan's he like, tries to scoop him up. Yeah, and Brendan's wiggling like one of my cats would, and he's like, "Oh, here <laughs> comes the mushed peas," and he's like, "Get out of here, Dad! I chew now." And then, and so Frank is like banished to the other side of the door and he just looks really sad and Kale comes up and she's like hey is everything how's everything going Frank I was thinking maybe we could put on a little music and explore each other's body yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Frank is like oh not now I, I gotta go do something in the shed no 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 uh, she heard the chewing thing and then she's like well I know something I could chew off and then he's like yeah. uh, hold on ma'am I need to go and then he, we cut to him in his shed with his little wooden boy, and he's just like fake <laughs> yeah. spoon feeding. <laughs> Hell yeah! And he says, uh, "What? What's like a wood pun for Brandon? Branchin? Branchin? Yeah, he calls him Branchin. Uh, open up wide, little Branchin. Here comes the airplane." <laughs> And then maybe someone knocks on the door of the shed mm-hmm. and he like throw you know, puts everything aside and, and is like, he tries to cover. He's like, oh, no, I'm not, nothing's going on here. I'm not doing anything. And then who's at the door? Because I think the washer and dryer are in there. It could be Karen or Dana or maybe yeah. Al doing some uh, like cleaning or jerseys. I think it should be Al. Al comes in. And is like, sup, dad? You know, like walking cool like this, right. how she does. Uh, she says, oh, what you whittling over there? And he goes, I'm not whittling. And she's like, you, oh, your pocket knife was out and there's a bunch of wood. And he's like, no wood here, no wood here. And then Carol from the other room says, same in here. Because they do some, <laughs> they do bits like that whenever they do an off screen thing. And then Al's like, what does that mean? And he's like, oh, no, no, no need, honey. No need, honey. And then uh, you worry about that later. I'll do your laundry. And she's like, hey, I'm not I'm not complaining about that. And then as about to push her out the door, she stops and she goes, what smells like baby food? And then he's like, go (laughs) along, go along. (laughs) Perfect. Okay, so then we repeat it. We got to go back to Cody. Mm -hmm. He's in the tree and maybe he's like, hey, can someone toss me up a sandwich or something? And it like hits him in the face. Yeah. And then maybe he tries to like chew it up and spit it into the birds. Wait, is the bird hatched or not hatched? Because it's going to be very, very funny if it is unhatched. That would be hilarious. It'd be like, here, so you can eat this when you get out of your egg. Or it'll soak (laughs) through the shell for nutrients. Right. Yeah, that's, I love that. And also it's easier, if you're thinking from a TV perspective, if it were an actual, like, hatched baby bird, we wouldn't be able to show that at all. But you could show an egg. I was already going to, I was going to say that earlier, just production wise. I think this is it. 
they like Mark comes out and he's like, I developed like some like parachute system to like, uh, hey, I learned how to shoot an, a potato in the sky and have a parachute on it. I have my little cannon. And he's like, awesome. What do you like? Thanks, dude. Z. Chaw. Like, what, what do you have? <laughs> and he goes, well, all I could find is Frank's extra hot, spicy buffalo wings. And he's like, all right. Shoots that into the sky. He eats it. And he's like, oh, that's hot. And then he spits it on the bird. And he says, you'll be able to eat it later. And it'll also keep you warm. <laughs> that's perfect. Excellent. So then we've got Cody... He's still stuck in that tree. He's got this egg. <laughs> I think one, we should maybe also have a section where maybe he says like, no, yeah. After he says like, it'll keep you warm. He goes, hey, Mark, uh, I got to, you know, take a trip to the tinkle train. You know, some weird thing like that. <laughs> you think you could hook up, hook me up with some doohickey so I can do that. And then just like. Uh, like it's still on him and all of a sudden just like a hose gets thrown onto his face <laughs> implying like oh just pee in the hose and it'll like go down the tree or like a bottle yeah you can pee in a bottle perfect so i also think at some at the end because we got cody in the tree he's peeing in a bottle then we cut back inside again brendan is denying frank's affections this time he's they're in the living room and he's trying to like use the remote as yeah. I would bite on the remote so often as a <laughs> child. I don't know why I liked biting on things. Yeah, sure. Why not? And then I sucked my thumb until I was 21 years old. Whoa. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. Okay, so he's using the remote. Yeah. And then maybe maybe Frank comes in. And he's like, Brennan, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm just try testing out the remote and Frank is like kind of like well that's not how you use the remote here you press here this button is on and this button is off and tell me what this number is that's right it's one and Brennan's like dad I'm not a baby I don't need to know the numbers I just need a new tooth <laughs> and then I think JT should also be there and or like he walks back in the room and he has like food and such and he's like oh Dad, are you here to tell him to stop using the remote as a tooth? It just keeps changing the channel. I don't care what <laughs> it's on as long as it's on something for longer than two seconds. I love that. And also, I would so JT would say something like when Frank is like, see, what's this number? Number one. And this is number two. And JT would say something like, and this is obnoxious or something. He's like, and this sucks or whatever. <laughs> or as like he says that and then. As Frank leaves the room, this would be like near the end of this scene. He goes, hey, dad, that stuff with the remote. How come you never taught me that? <laughs> <laughs> Implying that he just doesn't know numbers or how to do anything. And so he'll say something like, well, you were a hopeless case to begin with. <laughs> so but this time, you know, he goes out to his shed, right? He's like, oh, I got to go. And then Carol comes into the room and is like, JT, where's your father? You know, I was looking for him. And JT is like, he just went out to the shed to teach his tools how to count or something like that. He's probably teaching his tools how to count. Oh, yeah. <laughs> before yeah, yeah. he would teach me. And Carol goes and finds him in the shed. And this time she catches him with the baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she's like, you got to know this is really messed up. 
and he's like, I, I know, I just, you know, the thing you said about saving the teeth, it really got in my head, and I was thinking about how Brandon's not really a baby anymore, and, and I don't really know what to do. This is obviously before they have their kid together. Yeah. This episode takes place pre-Lily Foster Lambert. Yeah, yeah, we are not, this is pre-season four season finale, okay? Yeah, yeah, This yeah, is yeah. also pre-season six when all of a sudden she's five years old. <laughs> so then... Yeah, he's like, he's like, I just need a, a moment. I just need some time to think about this. And that's when he goes outside and starts talking to himself. Okay, I do want, maybe he'd, it's a funny bit of him like talking to himself and then, no, I, this seems, uh, what I'm about to pitch might be a little too on the head. As he's pondering to himself, does Cody crash through the ceiling of the garage? <laughs> I mean, that is funny, but I think it's, Subtle but I would love to, I was thinking at some point at the end of the episode, we'll have Cody from off screen be like, the bird hatched. It's flying away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Goodbye, my son. Be free. So I don't know if I want him to fly out of the tree just or fall out of the tree just yet. You or know, instead of the like the baby bird hatched. Huh, wait. And I think his mom is coming. And then he's just like, no, no, no. Ah! And then you <laughs> and hear then he like, falls out of the tree. yeah, he falls out of the tree. And then like many times, usually he's getting electrocuted. But this time he'll be like face smashed. And like he comes through the door and he says some cheeky remark oh that we'll God. get into. Later. You know what he'll say? What's he'll up? be like. Because this is the end of the episode. This is the very end. Yeah. That he falls out of the tree. He's like, huh, I think when my tooth, my teeth got knocked out. Hell and yeah. And Brandon's like, I got a good replacement for you. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> at this point, he found like jelly beans or something to, uh, to use. That's so good. And then, uh, oh, no, no. And then Dana could also say like uh, some stupid remark like, well, I guess a baby Cody didn't get his wings or something like that. That's great. That's great. Um, especially because they threw hot wings at him earlier. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, and then he says, no, I did. They were spicy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So th that's the end. That's the last scene. Before that, we got to get this Frank talking to himself. So mm -hmm. Frank is sitting there. He's out there. He's like, you know, I've never really felt this way before, but I guess Brendan is my youngest child. I Before, I always thought I had someone younger to deal with, but now I guess I have to realize, like, not only is Brendan growing up, but I am too. And then Cody's like, Cody from the tree is like, Chia, you got to know when to let it go. Yeah, Uncle Frankie. <laughs> yeah, Uncle Frank. You can't hang on to things too tight. Like with me and this baby bird. Once it hatches, I'm out of here. It's, you got to let him leave the nest or yeah, something yeah, like yeah. that. And then Frank goes, wait, where... Cody, where are you? Because I maybe he, oh wait, he knew a Earl, but maybe he's like, you're still up in the tree? Yeah. <laughs> We're in Wisconsin. It was 34 degrees last night. <laughs> he's like, oh, I got a, I run a high internal temperature. <laughs> uh, you have to when you live in a van. Also. <laughs> there you go. Also, I ate some of your hot wings. He's like, all right, but. Are you really going to be okay when that baby bird leaves the nest? And Cody's like, no, of course I'll miss it, but I'll always treasure my memories of me and this baby bird. Because just because someone has grown up doesn't mean you lose the time you had with them when they were your baby and you were caring for them. And Frank's like, yeah, I guess I can always cherish 
the baby that Brendan was while still cherishing the man he's growing into. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Cody. <laughs> no problem, Uncle Frank. Hey, could I have another pee bottle? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he says something like asks for something stupid. And then you see JTL and maybe Dana run out really quick after, you know, he says that like, oh, no, we can't trash it yet because then what's her face needs to. Uh, we'll we'll get into that. So next scene is Carol coming into the because what I want it after it's revealed that he made something good for Brendan. He's not working on this weird branch doll. <gasps> Maybe he made a tooth for Brendan. <laughs> a little wooden tooth. <laughs> but I like, uh, you know, that's actually good. He makes the wooden tooth to give to Brendan and he's like, thanks dad. And then when Cody comes in, hands him yeah. the old like Cody's tooth and he says, Hey dad, I hope you're not, upset with me but i think i'm gonna use cody's tooth as a tooth less <laughs> chance of getting splinters and frank's like brendan i didn't bud the intent wasn't for you to use that as a tooth this was sentimental I, <laughs> please don't put cody's tooth in your mouth and cody or brendan walks away and he's like chewing <laughs> he's like wait what are you using to chew <laughs> he pops a piece of gum in his mouth yeah so, okay, so we have Frank's like, thanks, mm-hmm, Cody. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to go work on it. And then he goes back into his shed. Next scene is he's coming into the kitchen or whatever. And he's been working and, and Carol's like, so, hey, are you still working on that branch din project? And Frank's like, no, you know, I, I realized that I can't keep thinking about how Brennan used to be. I got to appreciate him for who he is now. So... Mm-hmm. To commemorate it, I made him this little, you know, a little tooth. And Brennan's like, whoa, cool. You made this for me, Dad? Well, I I don't think because I I think they'll eventually go inside because what I want is. Yeah, this is inside. Oh, okay. I I was thinking she would go out there and then he'd be like, I trashed that old thing because I want L. JT and Dana to run in because this is something they would do run in and be like dad where's that where's Branchin and he's like oh I trashed that and I'm like dang it we wanted to make fun of you hardcore for doing that <laughs> that's amazing Carol so, so he's back in it. his shed Carol comes into the shed and she's like oh are you still working on it he's like no I'm working on something else and then the kids come in and they're like where are you still working he's like no still work- I'm working on something else mm-hmm. and he's like here you go Brandon Brendan it's a little tooth for you. Yeah. And then, and Brendan's like, uh, wow, dad, thanks. Finally gives him a hug. And Frank's like, oh, thank God I got a hug for my son. Yep. And that's Fade when we black. hear Cody be like, whoa, the mom came back or the bird's hatching and the mom came back. And then he's like, oh, and she's not happy with me. <laughs> she's <laughs> like, and he says something like, oh, I took great care of your bit. Ah, ah. And then he crash. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He falls down. And everyone's just watch, like looking outside and with looks on their faces. Cody comes in, covered. He's got twigs sticking out of his hair. He's covered in stuff. He's mm-hmm. like, "Well, the baby bird's safe at last, but I think I lost a tooth or something." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spits it out, and, and then, then and Brandon picks it up. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then we we get the line uh, from Dana. Oh, it looks like. One baby bird hatched, but baby Cody didn't get his wings. And then he's like, no, I did last night. (laughs) Mark threw him up to me. Isn't that right? And Mark's like, I'm out of here. I got homework to do or something. 
And that's when Brendan is like, Dad, I think I'm going to use Cody's tooth instead. Yeah. And then so all the kids leave. We're left with Frank and Carol. And they're like, okay, I'm glad you figured that out. And she's like, now that we don't have any more babies to deal with, how about we focus on the baby making? And, th- and then he goes, ooh, and then and there's a laugh track, and then the episode ends. No, I, th- I don't think it should end with that. It's like, ooh, let's go upstairs, and then... And then the credits start, and then we have the ending scene where there's credits over it. Yeah, yeah. You I, gotta have that ending scene. I, I think instead of them going upstairs to have sex, they... Uh, because this would go in with the, the baby, we no longer have a baby... Cody says, like, oh, man, I was up there so long, wasn't able to sleep, and <laughs> I'm feeling really tired and woozy. I'm Not only am I feeling woozy, I'm pretty tired right now. And then Carol and Frank look at each other, and they're like, Cody, do not go to sleep, And that, because he's concussed. And then uh, they're like, we might not have a baby, but we have a Cody. Oh, that's true. And then they're coddling him. They're like cuddling with him on the couch or something. Yeah. And they're like, why is the remote wet? <laughs> because it's still wet from Brendan chewing on it. And then maybe <laughs> Cody's like, hey, Uncle Frank, Aunt Carol, what's this? And they're like, that's the number two. <laughs> I love it. And there we go. That's an episode, dude, record time. I, holy shit. Record time we did this. How? I don't know. I thought this was going to be longer. I thought we were going to get lost at some point. No, no we kept chugging. We're amazing. We're getting better every episode. I'm just worried that this isn't a good episode now. James, we wrote it. All it's right. fantastic. Okay, there's a lot of Not good stuff. Not only is it a good episode of TV, we're elevating the material by being our hilarious selves. Okay, then with the extra time, let's throw in some alts of like Dana stuff. Okay, okay. Maybe Mark comes out, you know, Mark saying something like, um, you know, George Washington had a set of wooden teeth or cow teeth or whatever. Ooh. He's got to say it to set Dana up and Dana will be like, you can't possibly be comparing Cody or Brendan to George Washington or He's something like more that. like an episode of Hee Haw because the amount of times this 16, 15 year old girl references Hee Haw on this show is <laughs> absurd. I don't know that show. It was a sketch comedy show where it's just like a bunch of hillbilly bumpkins. Oh, maybe I do know that show. Okay. So I'm trying to think of like where I was going with that. Oh, Karen will say something about George Washington. Like he had great hair though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like how did he keep those curls intact or whatever? And JT's like, is anyone going to tell her it's a wig? Just let her, just let her believe it. And then, okay, what other stuff were they doing in this episode? We literally just wrote. Yeah, I mean, they're shooting super soakers at. Oh, that's what we need alts for. Absolutely. Yeah. What, like maybe a soda pun? Or she says something like, I didn't mean to rain on your parade or oh, whatever. Yes, yes. And then she's <laughs> disgusted. <laughs> and then, yeah, Cody's talking about how, like, you know, oh, all this hydration and I'm starting to have to use the potty you know what they say what goes up must come down and that's when Dana's like I'm out of here I do not need to hear this oh and then she says I don't know about things going down but oh she says well if this goes down my lunch is coming up 
Yeah. Oh, that's so good. That's so Dana. Yes. Oh, I hate her so much. Her <laughs> hair is really, stupendous. Yeah, oh, her no, hair is no. fantastic. In season two and three, like she's so bad. And then later on, she becomes just such a uh, maybe it's because Riot Girl was just happening. Like third wave feminism was just currently going on that. Yeah. She is so second wave feminism that it's disgusting. She's like pro sex feminism is so far out of her mind. She's calling everyone bimbos and easy. It's <laughs> gross. Yeah. Come on, Karen. She did. I do remember her saying something like. I'm pure. <laughs> and Karen's only slept with like 15 guys. Oh, yeah. Th to make Carol all like. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> OK, so we got the hee haw. We got the up, down, don't rain on your parade. I was trying to think of things JT might have said, but I think we, we did pretty good with his stuff. Oh, for sure. We got all the kids in there. Yeah. They're all saying things. Brendan's talking like crazy. Yeah, we got a Brendan-based episode. We got all the all nine characters in there. Yeah, we didn't even need a tenth. We didn't even need a tenth, which is perfect. Should we do like a ghost of Lily? She comes from the future yeah. and she's like, beware. Beware of the baby bird. You will have a baby again. Don't worry, Frank. You'll have a baby in the future. Oh, get vasectomized right now. What? Why is she a ghost from the future? I don't understand. I don't know. It's like ghost of future past. Ghost of future. You're thinking X-Men days of future past. Uh, yeah, but also a Christmas carol. You're thinking ghosts of Christmas yet to come. Wait, not no, of that's a Christmas future? past, not a future past. Yeah, it's, it's all in there. <laughs> what? They should do an X-Men version of a Christmas carol. Oh, abs they probably did for the TV show. <laughs> Do you think so? I bet they did. Every single thing has done a Christmas carol. We should have done a Christmas carol and it's carol. And it's carol. That would be an, an episode title. Mm -hmm. That certainly would be an episode title. There's another thing that we could throw in here, which is funny because right before we started recording, someone came to my door and it was like three generations of girls. Like it was a little girl, <laughs> a young woman who was like probably her mom and an older woman who's probably the mom's mom. And they were like, can we share a Bible tract with you. And I was like, no. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and so, but this show is like very Christian. Like a lot of sitcoms in the nineties were very Christian. Cause everyone's got to be the, the overall morals are about like purity and saving yourself for marriage and fidelity and things like that. And then also I noticed that Dana is often wearing like cross shaped mm -hmm. earrings. So this is a Christian family. So we can throw in stuff about Jesus all the time. Well, you know? I will <laughs> have to say half of them are. There is an episode and it's the only time religions really ever brought up where the Fosters are a every Sunday churchgoer and the Lamberts just watch football and their breakfast that, oh, this family breakfast for morning that Frank Hand makes is just hostess snacks thrown at his children. <laughs> yeah, because there was an episode where he was cooking and then Carol tried it and it was horrible. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I imagine that he doesn't cook very much. He it's grills. such a it's such a ninety day a nineties ninety day, day fiance. It's such a nineties thing for like the the man to not be able to do any household mm -hmm. chores or work. Like it's so and like he can't even cook a meal or something. Yeah, and he's like a dad who just gives his. He's the fun guy, you know. He's not the 
taking care of the home guy. Uh, for that specific, uh, the throwing hostess snacks at his kids, I take that more as he was a single dad for years, and yeah. that's just more so. But no, as a single father, he should have learned how to cook. Or maybe yes. all he was doing was like, I'm grilling 365 children. <laughs> You want a, you want a grilled Twinkie? Yeah, and on the days that it's you know thirty below in Port Washington, Wisconsin, we'll just order pizza. Perfect. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's anything we really need to add to this episode at this point. I think we're good to go. Okay, let's just um, maybe Cody says he's like the bird's about to hatch, and maybe he's like exhausted. And he's like, guys, I don't think I can make it, and then. He's like, wait, is that an angel in the sky to take me to heaven? And it's the bird, the mother bird, the bird coming the to peck him. The mother bird. And then because we don't see it, he says, is that an angel in the sky? And that's when we cut back inside and, yeah. and are with the the Lambert Foster, Foster Lambert family. And then we hear him from outside fall down after being attacked by the bird. And he's like, yeah, yeah that's perfect. He's like, I didn't know angels could send you to hell. <laughs> <laughs> He says, but I'm pure. Have you heard of a little man named Lucifer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fallen angel. There you go. Angel of music. Sing to me, angel of music. (laughs) Well, we did it, James. Are you proud of yourself? I am. I love this episode already, and I know R2 is going to smooth it on out. I am. I have decided that whenever I write out the transcript or whenever I write out the episode for these, I get to reward myself with a pint of Ben and Jerry's ice cream. (laughs) So I'm looking forward to that Ben and Jerry's ice cream (laughs) I'm going to eat after I write this out. I say, hey, get this edited and then on Friday you can get stoned all day. I mean, I do that every day. (laughs) Well, I got to stay focused because... I need money, and that's how you st- you get money by staying focused. Exactly. Got to get that bread. Got to take care of your baby bird. Uh, yeah. Get your nest egg. There Ooh. we go. <laughs> and speaking of nest eggs, hey, patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where we're celebrating a new patron. That's right. It's my old friend, Chris, the Fed, a.k.a. that Fed Fedder. He joined. He's a $10 patron. He's going to have fun along with some other people I'll shout out later. Oh, baby, $5 a month. You get exclusive content every single Friday. But, whoa, what's that in, in the in the distance? Oh, my God. The $10 patrons get monthly content as as well as the $5 stuff and shout outs on every single free feed podcast. So let's begin with those starting with Steve F, Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour, Alex Z, The Waz, Orion, he's a rapper, Defoe, D-F-O, Kayla, AK2 Grapes, Jordan B, The Chaos Witch, my friend Steve Barnes of Sweet Child of Time and Sweet Child of 1899, my mother, the woman which I came out of and she still owns all my teeth. Even the teeth in my head, she says, hey, you want to know what this body autonomy, your body, your choice, whatever, as long as it's not the teeth. She still owns mine. That's why I still have my wisdom teeth in and I should not have them. She says, no, 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 no. It's on my terms, bitch. I'm kidding. I just uh, need to go to the dentist. 
Lil Corey's BFF and roommate Shane and that fed. Ooh, and guys, uh, th- th- this Friday, the 13th in January, a big old announcement and maybe a new single coming your way from Marshland Monster. Be on Ayo. the lookout. MLMPod.com. I can't wait for that. If you would like to support me and not James, (laughs) go ahead and check out my other podcast, The Rom Complex, available wherever you listen to podcasts. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash The Rom Complex. Got a great little bonus episodes in there, and we're adding more stuff this year. You can also come find me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash r2shelby2. I stream every Tuesday and Thursday at 4 Pacific. So come on over. I also sometimes do other days and the weekends where I mm-hmm. when I dance. It's a fun time. I really like doing it. So come check out the stream. You got a big shout out. We talked about the ROM complex for a lengthy amount of time on This Existed while discussing the Flintstones on the rocks because... It's like Fred and Wilmar almost like they're about to get a divorce in this TV special. And of course, we're devolving into like giving relationship advice. And I'm like, you want to know what? When I was on the ROM complex, I'm just like (laughs) talking like a maniac about for an hour about Dudley Do-Right. And then we get to this like, hey, and what's like relationship advice? And then I just like do... sincere relationship advice and then (laughs) you two have to say oh well like James has been in a relationship all this decade so like what he is saying is actually good he knows what he's talking about Yeah, we had to assure everyone, even though you talked about Dudley Uh (laughs) Do-Right from a romantic perspective, James actually does know how to be in a relationship, everybody. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm good at it. Yeah, there you go. Well, James, this has been a treat. I definitely couldn't have done this without you. Oh, yeah. What's next (laughs) month? Oh, I have a few options. I actually wrote down a few options. So I will... decide on those privately. Oh, Oh, okay. I thought... Unless you want me to read you the options that I wrote down. Yeah, let's do it. This is for... This is content for the people. Great. So I was looking... I was thinking about shows. I was thinking what would be very formulaic and easy to do. Number one, Blue's Clues. Holy shit. I love Blue's Clues so much. Watch it while falling asleep. It's so cozy. Yeah. I mean, it's it's so formulaic. Like, it would be so easy to do a wacky episode of Blue's Clues. I don't even need to watch an episode of Blue's Clues. I know the formula. Yeah, I mean, everyone does. You got the clues. You got a. You got mail from the mailbox. You go. You blue skidoo into a picture. You mm-hmm. got it. So, Captain Planet is another option. Mm-hmm. Home Improvement, which might be too much, like step by step, but I, I would love to do it though. <laughs> okay, and then the last one I thought of is a little show. It's a, actually a docu series called "I Shouldn't Be Alive." So we could come up with a fake someone almost dies scenario. Okay, I'm so glad because I was like, maybe could we do the simple life? Could we do reality shows that yeah, are very totally. for Okay, hell yeah. I think we do Blue's Clues and then we go to uh, that last thing you said. I Shouldn't Be Alive? Yeah. Okay, and then I'm also holding on to, we got to do Yogi Bear at some point. I know you oh. want to do it. And specifically <laughs> Yogi's laugh arc, I believe, or Yogi's gang, the one where it's like, hey, take... 
take a social issue that we can teach to kids. It's very Captain Planet-y because yeah. there's a pollution demon. There's um, Professor Bigotry, things of that ilk where like, hey, I have a bigotry, Ray. I'm going to shoot it at Yogi and he hates humans now. Then I'm going to shoot it at this human and he's going to hate animals now. Wow. Bigotry? Uh-huh. I was thinking like plastic versus paper straws. <laughs> no, there, there's also there's some stuff like that. All right, great. Well, this has been another episode of Formulaic. Oh, and I've been James. And I've been Shelby. See you guys. Bye. Bye. This has been a Marshland Media and OK Owl production. Produced by me, James McCollum. And me, Shelby Sweeterman. For more content, please visit MLMPod.com or okowl.com. And for the best way to support this podcast, please visit patreon.com forward slash MLM pod, where for $5 a month, you get exclusive content every single week. Thank you very much for listening. Oh, yeah.